If you're gonna write it, why not make money off of it? Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, Celebrity Book Edition, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Z-Lot and Other Important Rhymes, by New York Times bestselling author Bob Odenkirk. Illustrated by Aaron Odenkirk. Published by Little Brown Books for Young Readers. For those who don't know Bob Odenkirk, he's an American actor, comedian, and filmmaker. He got his start as a writer for SNL in the late 80s and early 90s, and then writing for The Ben Stiller Show and Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He's best known, though, for his role in the TV show Breaking Bad as Saul Goodman, which led to a spin-off show based on the character called Better Call Saul, for which he received six Primetime Emmy nominations as an actor and six Primetime Emmy nominations as a producer. And since that big break, he has appeared in such works as Steven Spielberg's The Post, Pixar's Incredibles 2, and Little Women. Sounds like he was quite the prolific writer back in the day. I can't wait to see what insights he provides for us in this piece. Which brings us to his book, Zealot. Not to be confused with Zealot. Boy, that would be a twist. No, Zealot and Other Important Rhymes is about love, life, and laughter. And you guessed it, it's a collection of truly deep poems that Bob wrote with the help of his children. So bear with me today, we're going to be a little all over the place, because there's no story here, and if we sat here and read every poem, we would be here till next week. So we'll just jump around picking a few that stand out to us. Will Bob's rhymes open our minds to new worlds that we've never even dreamed of? Or will this be drivel that's more basic than the haikus I had to write in sixth grade? Well, find your beret and bongo drums. We're going to the fair trade coffee shop. Grip your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We have to begin on the first poem, Zelot, because we simply must know just what the hell a Zelot is, or we'll all be walking away from this one real confused. As it turns out, a Zelot is one of the worst names for a fort that I've ever heard. It's the kind of fort that's constructed out of pillows and blankets. The old, what's the password, style of fort. And I believe that's what our government still uses today. Hi, I would like to see John Podesta's emails. Shh, hold on. What's the password? Uh, password? Damn, how did you know? Lucky guess. Well, you're free to take whatever you want. In Bob Zelot, we watch as a girl puts on a shadow puppet show to no one but a stuffed rat. Must be practicing for the real thing. But hold on. Who has a stuffed animal rat? Oh, 
This must have been from before Bob got that gig on Breaking Bad. Shit, it's my daughter's birthday. I need something. We got these teddy bears for $10. Ha! That's way too expensive. There's that stuffed rat that's been in the corner since before I got here. And it has asbestos on it for that real New York subway rat feel. How much? Um, two bucks? Great, I'll take it. But diving even deeper into this poem, Bob tells us that these zealots are a great place to get away and drown out the outside noise. But also, if you make them big enough, you can have friends in them too. It gives you a place of total control. So that's how he became so successful. He created a fort to just get away, self-reflect, and get some work done. So wise. I've got to get enough blankets and pillows to set one up for myself. Well, looks like I'm not sleeping with sheets anymore. They're going to my own Z-Lat. All right, let's find another one here, shall we? Oh, here's a cautionary tale called The Label. And it's about Bob losing his teeth, as he calls them. Or maybe that's just a lisp he got after losing his teeth. Well, anyway, he used an extra strength toothpaste, and not only did it knock out all the gingivitis, it knocked out his teeth. Could this be any more clear? He's warning us to read the fine print. This must be a metaphor for a time when he lost out on millions of dollars, signing a contract he didn't read thoroughly enough. Duly noted for my future big contracts. We're skipping a few more to another poem, where it seems Bob is taking a political point of view on unwanted guests. Quote, He is rude, but he's our guest. He claims he's proud to be a pest. End quote. Just awful. Is Bob referring to squatters and how our laws are so messed up that they don't allow you to kick them the hell out of your home? This must have been written when he moved to California. And Bob goes on about this gross old man, just making a racket, smacking his lips, and popping balloons. He's a menace. How can he be around this guy? Maybe. It's not about squatters. And it's just about that one friend over for the Super Bowl party who you hate but just don't know how to cut off because you've known him for 20 years and he knows everything that's going on because he's friends with all your friends. Just brutal. Bob's given me PTSD just describing this individual. My suggestion is run from these people as far as you can, even if it means starting over with all new friends. Oh, wait a minute. Here's another important line. Quote, Is he welcome back, the rude old dear? Of course he is, when we're not here. End quote. Oh, my first guess was correct. He's talking about squatters. Can't live with them. That's it. Those people are assholes who won't ever leave. There are so many relatable poems in this one.
He's even got one about birds making a racket outside his window. Would you shut up? People are trying to sleep. Ugh. Between the birds and people, I'll tell ya. He's got my blood boiling. But we can't go deep into this one, because there are so many more profound poems that we need to get to. He's got one here that opens up about his anxieties, with imagery of a machine that makes what he calls worry juice. And he tells us how it's running low because he's wasting all of his time and energy on the little worries. And he expounds on how he's just going to have to learn to forget about it if he wants to have energy to worry about the big stuff. This one had to be written when he lost out on playing Michael in The Office to Steve Carell. What am I doing with my life? As we wind down here, I found a fun little ditty called A Fly's Purpose. And I'll just read the whole thing to you. Quote, Why, oh why, do we need to have flies? I simply must know. That's easy, dash. Because shoeing them is a heck of a show. End quote. Funny. I never thought about that. Just why in the hell do we have flies? Is it the Lord's way of making it so life isn't easy in any situation? Oh, what a beautiful day. Boy, is it. Get the brioche out. It's a fly. Son of a... I got it. Nope, I missed. No, I got it. Damn. I got you now. Why, you? Oops. I'm taking the brioche and leaving. Well, let's end on this final food for thought, shall we? This one Bob calls SOS TV Island. And in this little piece, Bob discusses the problem with electronics. He claims they can isolate you from society, and not to be redundant, make you extremely lonely. And boy, ain't that the truth. But funny how he attacks TV when he starred in one of the most binge-watchable TV shows. Wouldn't that make him part of the problem? Kind of hypocritical if you ask me. There are so many more poems, but we're going to have to stop it here. So, what's the moral to all these? Well, we touched on them throughout the review, so we aren't going to rehash it. But, I will say, some of the same things that bother Bob are the same things that bother most of us. Who knew a big celebrity could be able to relate so well with the common man? What do I think of Bob's work? Well, he made some very good points, and as I just stated, much of it was quite relatable, in more ways than one. Many of his poems were missing complete words, and at parts didn't even make any sense, which is much like my writing. In fact, it almost seemed as though he just said, Fuck it, I wrote it, it's going in the book. 
As for his daughter Aaron's pictures, they worked rather well with the writing, having an almost newspaper comic strip quality to them. If you're wondering what you should do if you write something, do what Bob did. Don't spend any more time or thought on it. Just publish it. And make money off of it. He certainly has me thinking I should put my haikus into a book. Hey, they were good enough to get C's. They gotta be good enough for somebody to buy it. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.1. I'll have a heap in helping, cause sometimes I just love junk food. This goose is cooked. Celebrity Book Edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.